Good morning and welcome to Live from FM 91, conversation and performance with some of the area's finest musicians and visiting guest artists. I'm your host, Brad Cresswell, and we are having a virtual version of the live show today. We've been doing this for the past few months, welcoming musicians remotely, of course, due to the ongoing pandemic. Today we have two really special guests joining us. That is flutist Suzanne Bona, also pianist Greg Castraba. Welcome to both of you. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Brad. Suzanne, of course, we know you as the host of Sunday Baroque. We air your program every Sunday at noon here on FM 91. And Greg, you know, you have a a big connection here as well. You were uh, at WGTE when I first came here about 10 years ago. In fact, you used to host this very program. Uh, So it's great to have the both of you on, kind of like old home week. Yeah, it sure is. Wow. (laughs) In a sense. Now, the two of you are members of the Sylvan Trio, Mm -hmm. along with the cellist Josh Airy. Um, Your group has a brand new digital release. It features women composers from the past few centuries, ranging from the 1700s to some composers that are alive today. We're going to sample some of those works uh, this morning. I, I want to begin with a movement from the first work on your disc. This is a flute sonata by Princess Anna Amalia of Prussia. And listeners are familiar with music by her older brother, Frederick the Great, you know, when he wasn't in his day job as King of Prussia, he was writing great flute music and concertos. But let's talk about Anna Amalia because it's an interesting story, and and yeah. she faced a difficult childhood. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about her? Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to jump in here, Greg. <laughs> um, yeah, Anna Amalia. So you know, she and her brother were actually quite close, and their mom nurtured their interest in music, and their father was absolutely dead set against it. And of course, you know, that was at a time when he got to get his way. And in particular, I think he was especially hard on on Frederick the Great, uh, but um, who was just Frederick the Son at that time. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, so she was, you know, she was very much a young woman of her time. And, you know, I think it was probably tolerated as a, a an okay pastime. But, you know, once she got to be older, you know, she was pretty serious about music and pretty interested in it. You know, she really, she had a tough life on a lot of different levels. Um, And it's, to me, all the more remarkable that the music that I've heard of hers, there's not much of it, um, is so sunny and charming and, and lovely. And, you know, you think, especially when you think about what a difficult time she had growing up at that time, um, with the kind of pressure she had as a as a woman and as a princess. Where does this flute sonata fall, like in her music? Do we know when it was written? That you know, that is a good question. I don't off the top of my head know the year it was written, but I think you know most of her musical activities were confined to her early life. You know, so probably teens or early twenties, because I think she um, she kind of got shipped off to a convent at at one point. Yeah. So I, I I would assume that it was when she was still quite young. Right. Well, it's great that we we have some of her music mm-hmm. and, and that you've recorded it. We're going to hear the third movement. This is the Allegro non troppo movement from the flute sonata in F major music by Princess Anna Amalia of Prussia, performed by our guest this morning, flutist Suzanne Bona and pianist Greg Castraba here on Live from FM 91. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's the third movement, Allegro, from the Flute Sonata in F Major by Princess Anna Amalia of Prussia, performed by flutist Suzanne Bona with pianist Greg Castrava. That is a track from their brand-new release called Music for Flute, Cello, and Piano by Women Composers, featuring the Sylvan Trio. You can find that at their website, Sylvan Trio. It's spelled S-Y-L-V-A-N, trio.com. Uh, Suzanne and Greg, let's talk a little bit about this recording. Um, Can you tell us what was the genesis of of this album? Is this all music that you had played before, or did you put it together just for this project? It had an interesting genesis. We have had the uh, Sweet Oriental by Mel Bonus in our repertoire for a number of years now, and there was an opportunity. I was called by some folks in Indianapolis to uh, play music to celebrate an event they were having, and it just happened to fall right about the birthday of Clara Schumann. So I thought, well, we've got the bonus. Why not do some Clara Schumann to celebrate her birthday? And then we'll lead toward, at some point in the future, having some kind of, of album with this. And then it happened that the Indiana Arts Commission had a grant proposal. I had received one of those already with my other group, the Trio Kelka Shows. So I applied for it with the women composers, and lo and behold, they said, sure, we would love to help fund this project. And they did, and it it made the whole thing happen. So as we were looking for what else to put on the album, we found a lovely piece by Amy Beach and the Clara Schumann and the uh, Melbonis, and then the flute sonata by uh, Anna Amalia of Prussia that you just played. So that was going to be the whole album. And then we played the gig in Indianapolis. That was late in 2019. We made the first part of the recording in early 2020, and then the pandemic hit, and then everything stopped. And they pushed the deadline back for the Indiana Arts Commission for me to finish the, the album and the project, but they didn't push it back until the end of the pandemic, they just said, okay, it has to be by the end of, I think it was August. So we needed to fill that out. We had recorded two movements of the Clara Schumann. We had recorded all of the Melbonis and all of the Princess Anna Amalia. So what Suzanne and I did to kind of round out the album was to record some music for flute and piano in Cincinnati. Josh wanted to Mm. just shelter in place in South Bend. And I knew we needed to finish the project, so we found some of this wonderful music uh, that Suzanne mostly found uh, for flute and piano to round out the album. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got a world premiere recording on here, and I Suzanne, I think that you helped uh, arrange this um, by Diane uh, Gokasian Robbie. Can you mm-hmm. tell us about that relationship? Sure. So I have the great fortune to collaborate frequently with a pianist in Massachusetts, Brenda Miller. And uh, Brenda is a personal friend of Diane Robbie's. And we started playing her five bagatelles. Brenda and I have performed them a number of times, including in Leipzig um, at the Mendelssohn House Museum. Um, but we, you know, I just, I love these pieces. And they're not published. And Diane is just this very lovely, generous, easygoing, wonderful musician. I've, I've spoken with her. We've consulted her, you know, over the years about different things, tempos and, and different things in her, in these five bagatelles. And, um, and so we just, you know, they were 
the first thing that came to my mind when Greg and I had to reconfigure what we were going to play, because, again, they've not been recorded, to my knowledge, and, the, and again, they've not been published. And it just seemed like a no-brainer that, you know, she's such a wonderful musician, and these are such interesting, lovely, and very unique pieces. Uh, so it was a lot of fun to be able to play, for me, to be able to play them with another fine musician. I've played them, as I said, a number of times with Brenda, and to be able to re-explore them with Greg was a special treat. Well, let's listen to them. These are five bagatelles for flute and piano music of Diane Caucasian Robbie, performed here by flutist Suzanne Bona with pianist Greg Castraba on FM 91. <laughs> That's a world premiere recording from two members of the Sylvan Trio. They're my guests this morning, flutist Suzanne Bona, pianist Greg Castraba, the five bagatelles for flute and piano music by Diane Gulkasian Rabi, part of their new release entitled Music for Flute, Cello, and Piano by Women Composers. I've been talking about uh, you as a flutist, Suzanne, and you as a pianist, Greg, but of course you also have your radio hats, uh, both of you involved very heavily in the radio landscape. And we talked a little bit about the pandemic and, and getting this album out during the pandemic, but how has it affected what you're doing on the radio front? And, and maybe we should talk a little bit about you know, how important radio is right now. One of the oldest mediums you know, that we have is becoming entirely indispensable for, for many, many people facing the pandemic. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I and I find it interesting that it is indispensable, but it's not only indispensable as a radio, but on smart speakers and smartphones and every other way that people can reach us. Yeah. What What I have been talking about on my shifts on the radio is that we're a, a place, a special place apart from all of the news that's going on. Uh, my radio station in Indiana, uh, there's an AM that's news talk. There's an FM, which is classical during the day with morning edition, all things considered, kind of like FM 91, except we don't have a noon news program. And uh, we have a jazz stream as well. Uh, so on the classical side of things, we I started eight in the morning, right after Morning Edition on on one hundred one point three FM, and it's just a it's just a flipping a switch. It's just a totally different thing. And if there's some stress in the morning about all the news that's going on, about what's happening with a pandemic, and we know things are getting a little worse right now, so there's a lot of anxiety. On, on the new side of the house. And then you come to the classical side and all of a sudden it's an oasis of serenity and joy. So yeah. I've found that it's, you, you mentioned the word indispensable and it absolutely is, but it's something that is now even broader in the firmament than just the radio because of all these other ways that we can reach people with this music to help them, you know, see that maybe, you know, they can de-stress a little bit and see that things just, aren't necessarily all that bad. Yeah. At least you can take a break from it. Yeah. Well, Suzanne, your show is definitely an oasis of, of music as well. Do you, do you want to talk a little bit about your feelings as a radio host during the pandemic? Sure, sure. You know, and in some ways, you know, everybody is just feeling so disconnected. And, and so, you know, there's this isolation and, and the lack of direct human contact. Well, you know, in radio, you know, we're sort of 
we sort of have always done this, right? You know, each one of us sits alone in a studio in front of a microphone, right? And you can't see the person you're talking to. So we've got a little bit of an edge in that we've kind of always done this. Um, And so I have really tried to think of ways of, of embracing people that come into the fold because, you know, and just reminding them that, look, you know, Although the world outside is not necessarily the way it was before, and there are certainly some things that are, you know, quite different and can be a little scary. Here we are, just like we always have been. We're in this little one-on-one, like I'm talking to you and you're listening to me. And, you know, we've got this one-on-one relationship that we've always had. You know, this is not something that's required us to accommodate or do something differently. Um, And so I've tried to really celebrate that. And the other thing that I have started doing, it just, it, it, you know, I'm human. And back in March, I was feeling the same kind of, you know, strange feelings that I think a lot of people were feeling. And I thought, you know what, I am going to I have a a blog on the Sunday Baroque website. And and I just thought I'm going to use that because people need a little something extra now. And so every single day, I just started this blog just one day, I said, I'm going to do this. It's called uh, Beautiful Music in Difficult Times. And each day, 10 a.m. Eastern, I drop a new, uh, not new, but I just drop a different um, link to some kind of a musical performance that I find interesting, compelling, unique, whatever, just something that strikes my fancy. And um, it's all over the place. And I try to focus on musicians who are a little less well-known performers who are a little less well-known and or composers who are, who are a little less well-known. And I try to kind of broaden the repertory a little bit, maybe even broader the broaden the instrumentation that I might not necessarily choose to broadcast on Sunday Baroque, but maybe we can explore it more fully with this, you know, opting in um, blog post and, you know, tell people a little bit about these musicians. So I've tried to make it an adjunct to the show of just, you know, here's another chance. You know, we already have this relationship and, you know, I'm your friend and you trust me. And here I'm going to tell you about something else that I thought was interesting that maybe you'll like too. So, you know, just I, I'm always seeking ways to connect more with people. And it's really become critical now. Absolutely. And, and who knows where we're going down the mm-hmm. road in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's put in a little plug there. Uh, you mentioned the blog. It's at sundaybaroque.org, right? Yes. .org? Yes, it is. And it's also, the, it posts on our Facebook page as well. Okay, great. Thanks. Well, let's get back to the album. I want to hear a, a little selection from this Oriental Suite by Mel Bonis that you mentioned earlier. You, you had played for some time before um, tell us a little bit about her because, you know, Mel is short for <laughs> Melanie. That uh, was kind of her pen name, her way of taking the pressure off of her being a female composer in her day. She lived uh, during the, what, early 20th century, mm-hmm. last half of the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about her and, and this sweet orientale. We're going to hear the second movement, I believe, the Danse d'Amé. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us about that? Mel Bonus was, as you mentioned, a, a woman composer around the turn of the 20th century. She was lauded by folks such as Camille Saint-Saëns and was a contemporary of Debussy and Ravel. And I find her music just captivating and interesting. Harmonically, it's very interesting. 
The subject matter that she has is very interesting, particularly in this movement you've chosen, the Danse d'Almey, the Almey being courtesans or female entertainers in Egypt of the time. And with the title, The Oriental Suite or Suite Orientale, she was trying to achieve this kind of exotic sound that was really on vogue in vogue in the French uh, capital at the time. And she did a, did a really remarkable job with this, I think. What I thought was really great about Melbonis is that she kept composing. Uh, she had a difficult time. She was kind of forced into a marriage. And then uh, she found someone that she had loved back in high school. And that kind of reinvigorated her as a composer. And, right. and she did get some support for that, not necessarily from the general public, which kind of looked down upon women composers at the time, but from a, a small circle of people that really kind of nourished her and encouraged her to keep composing. Yeah, I, I love the stories behind all the composers that you've included on here. Uh, let's listen to it now. The Danse d'Almey. This is from the Suite Orientale by Mel Bonis. We hear uh, flute Suzanne Bona, pianist Greg Castrava here on our virtual edition of Live from FM 91.
That's a selection from the Oriental Suite by Mel Bonis. We heard the Danse d'Almey, that performed by flutist Suzanne Bona and pianist Greg Estrava, both of whom have joined me today. They're part of the Sylvan Trio. You can find information about their new album, Music for Flute, Cello, and Piano by Women Composers. You can find that at sylvantrio.com. I've got one more track from the album that I want to go out with, and that is the very last track, uh, Music of Judith Lang Zamont. And maybe you can set that up for us. Tell us a little bit about this piece we're going to hear. Sure. So Judith Zamont is another one of the living composers on this recording that we've made. Um, She's an American composer. She was born in Tennessee, and I think she is in Arizona now. Um, She apparently was quite a prodigy, you know, really just showed some very exceptional talent, very, very young. And her her musical, she's pianist herself, and her musical style is kind of... um, kind of all over the place, uh, but very tuneful and very um, pleasing and uh, lovely. And this reflective rag is, you know, it's a ragtime piece, very slow ragtime piece. That's that's why it's reflective. And um, it, it just, it has a sort of a charm to it. Um, it's a little um, a little offbeat, literally and figuratively. Um, and I just, you know, I, this was another piece that I was introduced to by Brenda Miller, another pianist that I mentioned earlier who I, I perform with frequently. She's up in Massachusetts. And I just thought this would be really fun to do with Greg because, um, you know, Greg and I, you know, have a different kind of... Um, symbiotic kind of relationship when we play. And I just thought this would be really, this would be just a wonderful opportunity to play this with Greg. And I I was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is, it's just, it's, she, as I say, she's a living composer and it's just, you know, it's got a charm to it. Again, I think it really demonstrates her unique voice. And I think to me, all of the music on the CD is was appealing because each one really does reflect the unique voice of these women. They are not really emulating someone else or, you know, these are not cover tunes of more famous people. These really are their unique voices coming out. Well, you also have music by Lily Boulanger and and Clara Mm -hmm. Schumann, whom we mentioned earlier, on the disc. It's a wonderful collection. I I think the reflective rag, like you say, is a great way to to end it, to tie it all together. It it is a really charming piece, as you say, so I'm, I'm happy we can share all the music on here. Flutist Suzanne Bona, pianist Greg Estrava, who, along with the cellist Josh Airy, they are the Sylvan Trio. The new release is called Music for Flute, Cello, and Piano by Women Composers. It's from uh, Kickshaw Records, available for digital download from all the usual suspects at Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, etc., etc. You can Find information on their website. That's at sylvantrio.com, S-Y-L-V-A-N, trio.com. I'm Brad Cresswell. We're going to turn it over to that reflective rag by Judith Zamont. But first, I want to thank both Suzanne Bona and Greg Costrava. Thank you so much for joining me virtually here on today's edition of Live from FM91. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brad. It's always great to be back in Toledo, even if it's virtually this time.